This week on Sean Murray's International Film Festival, I, the titular Sean Murray, will be talking about the trailer for the new Paul Thomas Anderson movie, Licorice Pizza, and the death of the studio comedy with my guests, Stash Makita, Dan Catwhite, and Corey Brown. Action! Welcome to week three of the Sean Murray International Film Festival. I am your host, the titular Sean Murray. Uh, I'm here with three of my favorite guests, three of my best friends, and uh, three of the best comedians I can afford. We got Dan Catwhite, we got Corey Brown, we got Stash Makita. Gentlemen, how do you do? Hike. I'm good. I feel great. This I, is, that's the voice of Dan Cowhite. Oh, yeah. Dan Cowhite feels great. <laughs> Corey Brown, fair to Midland. All right. I just didn't want to go with great because you already took it. That's right. That's kind of what we're doing here. We don't want to overlap. I got gotcha. you. Sad as always. <laughs> <laughs> Loving the energy today, Stash. Um... Usually I do that, like, the, uh, I'll ask a bunch of movie-related questions, but I asked Cat White those already, and there's two of you who haven't done a podcast, so I'll just get you guys on solo episodes to ask you movie stuff. Uh, you know what? I'll ask you some of them. I'll ask you some of them. Um, what's the first, Corey, what's the first movie you remember seeing? The first movie I remember seeing in theaters was Air Force One. <laughs> oh, is that what Harrison Ford? Yes. And he's like, get off my plane. Or else. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they didn't want to. Uh, but it was a it was a shitty movie, but that was my first movie experience. That's the one that I remember. It was nothing special. It was pretty much yeah. it. Yeah. What about you, Stash? Uh, first one was E.T., the extraterrestrial, which uh, is an abbreviation for extraterrestrial, <laughs> the extraterrestrial. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was so scared of E.T. when I was a kid. I w- like That would have been like, for my parents, if that was my first theater experience, they would have like wasted their money because I would have been like, I would have broke down. That movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. But he's nice. He's he's very nice. <laughs> he's so but, nice. But I, I didn't learn that until I was much older. He just but wants he everyone to be happy and give him Reese's pieces. <laughs> he looks scary though. Yeah, my brother was terrified. I never understood it. I just kind of thought it looked kind of Do you know they had a small simple. person in that suit? And Oh, that part's terrifying. Yeah, and that when uh, um, they got him drunk. For the time when E.T. got drunk. They really had him get drunk before he got in the suit. Good for that guy. Yeah, <laughs> maybe that. Maybe I inherently knew that. Like, I, I felt that, and that's why I was afraid, because I knew there was an actual guy in there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I could see through the suit. I could, that's what it was. Yeah. Um, what was the other question? I had a bunch here. Um, what's the worst movie you ever saw in theaters? Oof. Uh, Eight-Legged Freaks was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That, we, what, what? What state of mind were you in? That I was you, in the state of Louisiana, <laughs> <laughs> straight up. I was in Shreveport, Louisiana. That's the, yeah, that was the best. And everything that was the best else show in town. Everything else was sold out. Uh, and I remember we were there. We got dropped off. We were probably like twelve or thirteen. It was like, what else are we gonna do? So we saw Eight Legged Freaks, and what a fucking mistake that <laughs> yeah. was. Is that what's his name in it? Uh, David Arquette. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say yeah. David Schwimmer, but it's the other David. Former yeah. WCW about. champion David Arquette. The other David. WCW champion David. <laughs> oh, that's Schwimmer. right. He did him and uh, Scott Kahn because they were in that wrestling movie. Yeah. 
it's not fake. Oh, I, thought, I thought he just threw Scott. I thought he made Scott Con up, but it was that, that was real. They yeah, really... there's a real Scott Con. Yeah. No, no, I know there's a person. <laughs> I, I thought he just threw out an, ex, an example. Um, they were what, what, they were the, the champs, the tag team champs. Uh, no, David Arquette became the heavyweight champ while he was promoting that movie. He was on WCW Monday Nitro, and he won like a three cages stacked on top of each other match against real professional wrestlers. No, he, while he was promoting Eight Legged Freaks. No, it was a no, wrestling no, Oh, no, no, they no, did no. They did a, they did a, they did a wrestling match with Oliver Platt. Between those. <laughs> Platt. What the hell's the name of that movie? Oliver Platt. Rumble, uh, ready to rumble. Oof. Probably. Yeah, that's probably that it. Could you imagine John Con in that, 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 that movie, in that that movie instead of the younger Con? Sash, what's your worst? I can't think of the worst movie I've seen in theaters, but I could pinpoint exactly when it was. It was during the year that MoviePass was a thing. Because <laughs> I saw everything. Every, oh, MoviePass was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. And the worst thing that ever happened to MoviePass. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. They, they were like, uh, these they're going to everything. <laughs> we got to take this away from them. They thought it was going to be like the gym and we just pay nine ninety nine a month and don't use it. But here's the thing. You don't have to do shit to see a movie. Yeah, yeah. You just got to be there. <laughs> no, it was definitely just like a like some kind of money laundering scam. Like there's no yeah, way. Yeah, there's no way that was legit. There's no way. Like, like just see as mo- many movies as you want for nine. Like, dude, like um, I remember the guy at the one time I went to, to the theater and I was going to use the movie. Like, um. I knew a guy who worked at the theater, and he was like, "I was gonna give you a discount, but you're just using that movie pass shit." Like he's like, "What the fuck?" Like because he was like, "Um, he was like going out of his way." He's like, "Yo, like you want to get into the movie?" I was like, "Sure." And he was like, "I just did all that shit, and you using a movie pass? Like, what the fuck?" Like he just wasted my time. I was like, "I didn't know. I thought it was gonna be an additional, like a cash back thing for movie pass that you give me the the difference." <laughs> but that's not how it worked. Um, Here's your change. <laughs> uh, favorite sequel. Uh, Back to the Future Two. I'm about to say that's not a sequel. Yeah, I don't know. Back but to then the Future the Two on there. To, to be honest, I think Back to the Future Three was my favorite of the series, though. I don't know why. That's your favorite of the series. It really. I don't know. Three? I, I, yeah, three. I just. You love the Wild West. I do love the Wild West. I remember you telling and me that trains. you were going to get a bunch of stickers that said it, but they didn't have any. That said, this car <laughs> is a train. <laughs> this my car other is car actually is a train. train. <laughs> 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 that's a that's a wild take. Yeah, I don't even know if it's true. I just felt like I was under so much pressure. The guy behind a window. I got to come up with a sequel. Um, what are you about you, Sash? Probably Thor Ragnarok. Oh, that's a great pick. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's, that's one of <clears throat> that's one of the rare um series where the third entry is by far the best of the easily. series. Yeah, yeah. easily. I think it might be, one, might be the only one <clears throat> um, that I can think of, at least. Right, because normally if the first two are bad, there's not a third. Yeah, <laughs> and like, 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 I don't think most people have this take, but like, you could say Return of the King. Or it would be like if you, if you were to say Return of the King was the best, it's not like the other two were like. I would, th- I would say the other two would probably be on par. You know what I mean? My favorite Hobbit are uh, Lord of the Rings. You shouldn't have a favorite Hobbit. I, I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. It's a girl Hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> you said the two towers. No, the first one. First oh, one. The extended, yeah. the extended fellowship on DVD. I fucking love it. It's so I, much fun. I, I tend to like the first of everything because it's always way more fun for me to like meet characters. Right. That's why I love Meet Dave. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah, that's a terrible <laughs> movie with Eddie Murphy in it where people I, live in his head, right? Because it, it said meet in the title, so I knew 
I was gonna get to meet a new character. <laughs> that was the sequel to Meet Joe Black. I think. <laughs> <laughs> you met Joe Black. Now meet the rest. <laughs> this ain't your father's Joe Black. <laughs> it's, it's actually Dave. <laughs> because it's Dave. <laughs> oh, that is that's good. Um, <laughs> favorite. Man, I can't stop thinking about all the bad sequel or all the good sequels that I left on the table when I just went under the gun with Back to the Future. Godfather Two. Yeah, that was that keeps coming to my mind. If, oh. Yeah, I panicked and I couldn't. I just I only thought of one. It's not yeah. like it was the first one I thought of. It was the only one I thought of. All right, here's another one. Similar <clears throat> favorite movie with a number in the title. Ooh, that's a hard one. You should have saw how Dan uh, <laughs> responded to the. <laughs> Uh, uh, it's actually I don't know I, I like Seven Psychopaths if it's not Seven itself I like Seven Psychopaths a big big he thought of the number seven and he said Psychopath out there instead of saying Snow White in the Seven Doors a I movie was, you don't even particularly like I don't care for it <laughs> um, it's fine <laughs> the, the Dwarves yeah, I got oh, I got Snow no beef with the dwarves. I think they're great guys. Yeah, it's Snow White that you have a, an issue with. Yeah, she's sleep all the time. All. You know, that's sleeping beauty, my friend. Sash, <laughs> no. what is? <laughs> no, Snow White falls asleep too. Oh wait, let me change it to Three she, Kings. She's Apple. No, I'm not gonna oh, lie. All right, fair oh. Strike it from the record. <laughs> We're gonna no, I love Three Kings. Yeah, good movie. The, um, was it John Sayles? Who wrote that movie? I think it's John Sayles. He wrote that movie in like two weeks. Like on a, like, it was oh, like a dare. Crazy. Like it was like he was just to see if he could do it. That's crazy. And it was like... That's upsetting. It was great. Yeah, um, it's fantastic. That's upsetting. You're deep in thought over there, Stash. Yeah, I was trying to think of anything but The Hateful Eight, and the only one other one I could think of was Seven, uh, the prequel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hateful Eight. All right, cool. Moving on. <laughs> um, newsletter. Does Once Upon a Time in Hollywood count? Because it's got... It sounds like you're saying one. <laughs> Sure, let's take it. Sure, hey, it's uh, your world. We're just living. What is what is the f- four version of once? Like like once, twice, three thrice, three times, times vice, <laughs> force. How I told you, feist times. Yeah, I like it. Course, quad, quars. All right, let's get back on track here. Um, um we're gonna go to the Sean Murray International Film Festival newsletter. Talking about what's happening in movies right now. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson uh, just dropped the trailer for his new movie, Licorice Pizza. Have we seen it? Have we seen the trailer? Yes, I have. Thought you it looks good. Think it looks good. I did, but I don't know what it's about. Me either. I got a yeah. I got a very uh, oh. Uh, I coming thought I saw of a age different... tale is what I would imagine. That's what, well, that's yeah, what it yeah, feels yeah, yeah. Like. That I that I got, but I could not uh, piece together anything else. <laughs> I mean, I know a little bit about it just because I've like read up on it, but like PTA's at, at the level where like I don't even care what it's about. Right. Like he's he, I'm in the bag already. Like I'm gonna watch. Yeah. Like he's at that level of director where it's like you know, Tarantino, <laughs> Scorsese, uh, uh, to him, him, like Wes Anderson. I'm gonna watch whatever you put out. Like right. unless it just looks like like just like a, a a fall off a cliff, like just really bad. Like I don't even like necessarily even need to watch trailers for like those guys at this point. Like I'm, I, I mean, I do it to get excited, but like I would, I'm like whatever Post Office Anderson puts out, I'm watching it. You yeah. know what I mean, because you know that it's not gonna be garbage. And then also give credit to the trailer for I guess not giving anything away. Right. Like most other than what Paul Tom uh, was uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's son looks like. 
Yeah, uh, like the big reveal. <laughs> and it's nothing like him. He looks just like his mom. It's crazy. Who's his mom? Whoever his mom is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I forgot. I forgot her name. Uh, she's not famous. She's a yeah. She's an actor too. No, she's not. I thought she was an average show lady. You know, I'm pretty sure she's an actor. Too. Average Jane. Average, that's a ticket. That was the word I was looking for. Not a Joe lady. <laughs> Me, average Jane. I thought you were gonna get get a pull on that. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look up what her name is. We're gonna continue talking about this trailer though. I thought it looked. Uh, I don't know. I I like like um the way like it feels like he recorded it like um uh on like 70s cameras. Like I don't know. It yes. feels like it like it feels maybe retro. And maybe it's just like um just good cinematography, like like good lighting or whatever. But it, like I don't know if they actually use like um uh period accurate technology but it feels like uh it looks like it looks like the 70s i, Dude, I wasn't I mean, alive then but. i mean with yeah it looks retro but when you think <laughs> about like the way that they make movies now right and they got like the frame rate the red the laser camera or whatever it is mm -hmm. and i feel like it makes it look phony you know what i mean like it, it's moving too fast yeah uh, like it's, it's overdone too, overproduced and like when i'm like so as a for instance like if you watch mean streets that movie feels like it took place in the 50s yeah you know what i mean and it came out in the 70s whatever i think it was Maybe 1970. And so there's something to... And that was another thing I didn't like about Gangs of New York, just like you mentioned in Scor uh, Scorsese. That was supposed to take place, you know, in the 1860s or whatever it is. It feels like a modern movie. I don't feel like I'm in that time period. Right. Which is hard. Like, how did Scorsese fuck up? <laughs> you know, like, you're one of the best. And it's like, this just doesn't look... I don't believe you. Right, right, right. But no, like we were saying, that it looks like... They went back in time, and they're yeah, like, we're going to record this movie in the seventies. Yeah, it, it piqued my interest. I'm definitely gonna, I'm definitely gonna check it out. It's got a, it's got a different look to it than everything is so fucking garbage anyway that you wait for these dudes to come out with something, right. and then you go and see it, and it's usually good. Has this been in the can? Is this something that like he's been waiting to release? Um, <clears throat> no, this is a. Uh... He he recorded it. I mean, um, they filmed this during COVID. Like he just wrapped up, like I don't know, okay. two months ago. So yeah, this is like this is brand new. All right. Like it wasn't like uh like Wes Anderson's got that movie, uh, The French Dispatch that they were sitting on for like over a year because right. of COVID or whatever. But yeah, this is this just got. It's not like Cry Macho that was on the shelf for fifteen. I have no desire to watch that movie. Sounds awful. <laughs> it looks awful. It's, it's kind of funny name. how much how many um. How many movies like that HBO Max is putting out? Because they put out that um, what's that the Denzel movie, uh, Little Things, yeah, the Little Things or yeah. whatever. And that movie like, apparently was on like a that script was on a shelf for like twenty years, and you could feel for, it, like, yeah, for like, a good reason. Like I mean, it like it it definitely felt like like a nineties movie and not in a good way. You right. know what I mean? Like it that was really bad. Like it was that was awful. I didn't see it. Um, yeah, it, it it's not worth seeing. It's like I mean, Jared Leto just overacting. And like it's it's like it's not good. It's like a it's a it's a really it's like a serial killer or I mean like a killer um like a thriller uh about like a, a murderer, but like you you're not interested in it ever. You're no. never and it's like and like usually I always talk about how Denzel Washington's been in like a lot of like less than great movies, but he's just such a great actor that mm -hmm. he but like he can't even he can't elevate no, that he shit. Can't. It's just like I will I would never watch it again. Did nope. you like the uh movie with uh, Russell Crowe where he's like he's an amalgamation of all the serial killers that have ever existed and it's virtuosity? You ever seen that before? Yeah, that movie's great. It's actually a super fun movie, but it got like shit canned by uh I think Roger Eber liked it. But it's just he so I don't want to ruin it. You gonna see it? 
Go see sure. Virtuosity. Go see anything. it in theaters. Go see it in theaters. <clears throat> I might be Denzel's finest. No, Inside Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> man. Inside Man, I bet, didn't have uh, Ken Shamrock in the middle of an ultimate fight get interrupted by That's murder the whole third and Russell Crowe. Inside Man. <laughs> oh, shit, I got to watch that movie. <laughs> I must have missed that part. <laughs> yeah. If I had to guess, I'd have to say I probably missed that part. Yeah, that sounds accurate. Um, all right, let's get to the the point of this episode. We're gonna talk about the death of the studio comedy. Mm. I was um, it was like around last year. I was just like I was like looking at all the movies that were coming out, like the the comedies, and they, they all looked like pretty like shitty. Like uh, like it, over the last few years, really, it's like like there really hasn't been like too many standout like um, like and, I'm, and like you know, there's been funny movies. And like really funny movies, but like most, like I feel like f- for one thing, Marvel has kind of absorbed what comedy is now. Mm-hmm. Like into like what used to like you would get like a you know like a, like a you know twenty million dollar comedy or a fifty million dollar comedy. Like all comedy is just Marvel movies now, and it's like right. even if they're not that funny, but like Marvel movies just have like that kind of those comedy beats built into every script, where it's like 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 Robert Downey Jr. Probably has been the funniest actor of the 2010s, just by virtue of how many movies he's been in where he's like playing funny. Even right. though like Robert Downey Jr. is funny, but he's not like he's not one of our best. No, he's not seen actors, as, a, you know what I mean? as a comedic actor. Well, like actor. Bill Murray was your go-to kind of comedy guy when you think about movies from when we're getting out of the 10s. Like, because that was the thing I was thinking about. Like prior, uh, Life Aquatic is one of my favorite movies of the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Right. Easily, I think that was two thousand four, two thousand five, and it's uh, and like, if you want to go even further back, like something about Mary, like, yeah, they don't make movies like that, or they try to, and they're bad. Yeah, like, what's like, like, what's the signature comedy of the twenty tens? I yeah. would say probably Bridesmaids. Like, I think that's the yeah. one. But like, that's twenty, that's twenty eleven. Like, that's so, yeah, that was like, pretty much going dude, through a list. That's pretty much, dude. I put together a list, right of. To, like just to like how many great or great to good to great comedies in the two thousands like and all these are not like outstanding but like in from night um from two thousand to two thousand ten we had Anchorman Forty Year Old Virgin Step Brothers Talladega Nights Tropic Thunder Knocked Up Zoolander Old School Semi Pro Super Bad Pineapple Express Walk Hard Forgetting Sarah Marshall mm. Shaun of the Dead Hot Fuzz Dodgeball Borat Meet the Parents Meet the Foxers The Hangover Me Myself and Irene Bruce Almighty, School of Rock, Yes Man, Wedding Crashers, I Love You Man, Zombieland, Scary Movie, Elf. I could just keep going. Like this, right. yeah. Like and like at least five or six of those are like signature comedies of that time period. Like some of the best comedies ever. I don't think we have any of those from like truly like um like era defining comedies right. uh for this past decade, which is so crazy. And I think it, part of it is <clears throat> um like like the, who are the comedy stars of today? Paul Rudd. But, right. he, but like he's been Kevin consistent, Hart. but it's like yeah. But, and, but those are still dudes that started out in the early 2000s. Yeah, like we, right. we haven't and like we're already producing. We haven't like found new stars. No. Like I was, I also have a list, right? This is this is post 2010. Will Ferrell, he had Megamind, The Campaign, which is terrible, uh, abysmal. Anchorman Two, which was not as good as Anchorman, but whatever, you know. Right. <clears throat> Lego Lego Movie One and Two, which are I like Lego movies a lot, but yeah. it's not like it's okay. Yeah. Um, Get Hard, terrible. Daddy's yeah. Home One and Two, terrible. Zoolander Two, I don't even remember. Like I for, like, and 
I no, forgot I that they even out. did a Zoolander yeah, 2 until out. I was reading this. Holmes and Watson, which that movie does not exist. Like, no one knows right. about that movie. They got picked up by Netflix. It didn't get a theatrical release. Like, that was one of them, and it's it's pretty horrible. And then uh, Eurovision, which I haven't seen. That but, was actually very funny. But, like, <laughs> I'm just pointing out, like, like he was, like, I would say he was the signature movie uh, star of comedies of, yeah. the, of the 2000s. And, like, like he, I mean, he completely fell off a cliff in terms of, like, his output of, like... like Same with Steve Carell. Yeah, like, I would say the best movie out of the ones I just... Li- I didn't see Eurovision, but, like, Lego movies is probably the best. And it's not a... It's, that's an animated movie. I mean, it's not yeah. like a... I mean, animated movies can be comedies, but it's not, like... You know what I'm saying? They're not made for us. Yeah, yeah. It's not, like... It's not filling that role of, like, like what Anchorman was or Step Brothers or whatever. Like, there's so... Like, I can still go... Keep going with that list. Hitch, White Chicks, Shanghai Noon, The Royal Tenenbaums, wait, uh, Idiocracy, Waiting, Mean Girls... Uh, Inglorious Bastards, Jackass yeah. one and two, super bad. I said super bad already. Oh, you did. Uh, Harold and Kumar one and two. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, bad Santa, and of course the great Clerks two. No, I, uh, that was a joke. <laughs> I haven't Clerks seen two Bad Santa, but I like don't... I don't know what. Like, yeah. what do you think? Like, is the cause of like? Well, Will Ferrell to me just kept doing the same character over and over again. And as much as I love Anchorman and Talladega Nights, it's the same dude in a different movie. You know what I mean? Like, so he just keeps going to the well. But that's and, how comedy stars have always been, and they just do the same character over and over again until they expire. But if you th- okay, so Bill interest. Murray that's is my yeah, ultimate example. Bill Murray is my ultimate example. Like, if you think about him in the eighties and the movies came he really, out, like, he's kind of all Bill Murray. He doesn't. It doesn't get as tiring, but um, he has more like, range. Like when you think about all the SNL guys, Sandler does the same thing every single movie. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, for the most, I think. I mean, Sandler's crazy talented. No, it's not about talent though. It's about like, because like, yes, Bill Murray has more range, but in his comedies, Bill Murray's is always the same character. He's kind of like, like irreverent. He doesn't care about what the fuck's going. Like, yeah, I mean, like he's like a little bit of a dick in a charming way. Yeah, like Caddyshack and Ghostbusters and um, Stripes. Like, it's all kind of just like, um, like we're in a kind of serious situation, but I don't give a fuck about the serious shit. Like, I'm supposed to be busting ghosts, right. but he's like, you know what I mean? Like, or well, like, they call it snobs versus the slob. Yeah, That's exactly. Kind of the um, so like Bill Murray, like he, he usually shows his range in movies that are not like a comedy, and it's like, um, like Lost in Translation. Like Lost in Translation, right? Is not, and that's not funny. Yeah, no. or even like, um, uh, like he was in, um. That Sofia Coppola movie that came out uh, last year on the rocks, and that's oh. a f- kind of funny movie, but it's not like a comedy in the same way that Anchorman is. Like this it's is jokes. Yeah, you know I mean, like this is all hard to jokes. Have range in the context of comedy because you learn to be very fu- you learn to be funny very specifically. It's not like one day you're Chris Farley and then you do another movie where you're Dimitri Martin. You know what I mean? People don't really develop that way. Yeah, I mean, you you shouldn't. You have a you have a persona and you stick to it. You know what I mean? That's that's yeah. like that's why you go see Jim Carrey. You go see Jim Carrey movies to, to see Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey be fucking basically Andy Ventura. You know what I mean? You go see Will Ferrell to see him be Will Ferrell. You don't go to see him like unless it's like like we were talking about um, Sandler. Like we go. You go into Uncut Gems knowing that it's not a Sandler comedy. You know what I mean? You right. go into Punch Drug Love mm-hmm. knowing that it's not a Sandler comedy. So, like, your expectations change. But if you were going to see, um, we, we, we weren't going to see it because it was a Netflix movie, but like Ridiculous Six or, um, yeah, any of those movies, like, you Ooh. know it's, what to expect. You know what I mean? Like, you know, That's this is going to be, um, like, he's going to yell 
in like get angry. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's you know what I mean? I think people's uh opinions of what's funny change <clears throat> constantly and those and the people that we find funny aren't able to surface to the level of like that's, movie stardom and they're not necessarily cut for you know, cut f- that's definitely part from of it. that cloth. And like also like culture being so much more like niche, everything. Like you can just find your thing. Like there's so like they talk a lot about um uh, like a lot of uh, pop culture analysts talk a lot about how like Game of Thrones was like our last like uh, monoculture thing that everyone watched. Like we don't we all watch the same shit. Like everyone saw Anchorman in the 2000s. You know what I mean? Right. Like like um we're gonna talk about like our favorite comedies of the the last decade. And like one of my favorite, I thought I thought one of the last like great studio comedies like was this movie Game Night that came out in 2018. That was good. Yeah, very good. And, Jason um, Bateman and uh, what's your face? Um, not Rose Byrne. Uh, no, the chick Rachel from... McAdams. Rachel yeah. McAdams. Yes. Yeah. Um, but like, I don't know anyone else who's seen it. Like, I, I can I can name like, obviously. Yes, I know you. Oh, who saw <laughs> it? In th- or yeah. who saw it in theaters? Yeah, and that's a, that's another part of it. Like yeah. the theater. Um, the people not going to movie theaters. I think. Um, yeah. But you know what? The, I think the biggest thing is. It's TV. I yeah, think I was just gonna say that that TV has gotten so much better than the yeah, like all the, because the writers are staying current though. The, yeah, the the writers in, in your window is so much smaller where you have to keep somebody's attention. The pressure is not necessarily there where you can build a story arc over the course of a season as opposed to like we got to fit in all these jokes into an hour and a half and use the how long does production take? And by the time that you're yeah. done and and the film hits the theaters, like that shit isn't funny anymore. One of my favorite TV shows that came out, uh, and I don't know what year it came out, Toast to London is the funniest fucking thing Primo. I've ever seen in yeah. my life. Incredible. But again, <laughs> that's another one. This doesn't really fit the studio comedy thing, but like, I don't know too many people outside of our friend group who've seen that show. And I think it's one of the funniest shows I've seen <laughs> in the last like 10 years. Well, I mean, one of the funniest shows I've ever seen in my entire life. But it's uh, like, culture is so segmented now. It's just weird. Like, I mean, you could not make that into a movie. No, that people would go and see. Well, yeah, you couldn't do like like a Mr. Bean. You know what I mean? No. Like that was a TV show, and then they just did a long form of him, like you know, falling down and not talking. And that's something <laughs> like yeah, because like uh, the, the expectations of a TV comedy are different too. Like one is like more room for like just straight up good storytelling. Like Atlanta is very funny, but it's also like you interested in the character. Like like I don't really care about Ron. Like what happens to Ron Burgundy. But that's also the strength of the movie, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, but like, like what your what a what a a theatrical comedy has to be is so much more broad. Generally, like the really big, uh, like most of the great comedies of of like of all time have been like usually like big kind of like big perform. Like you know, you got your Jim Carrey's, your Will Ferrell's, whoever. Like Sandler, like they're really kind of over the top. Uh, performances and like you don't need that on tv you know what i mean like so that's why you like those i think yeah all the i think all the new stars are just on tv like for the um, most part well stash said something to me one time that i thought was very insightful uh that drama is more ripe for comedy so like when you're doing something where you're just telling a story and it's more of a dramatic story you'll have huge funny pops in there because drama is just easier to make because it breaks tension yeah so that's so making a straight up comedy and being like, this is a comedy, people are like, make me laugh, motherfucker. Like, yeah. like hurry up. And it's like, it doesn't work that way. It, or for me, it doesn't. Like a lot of those super broad comedies that they put out and it's just like, 
ooh, yeah, let's everyone's gonna go see this, and it's like it looks so fucking shitty. Yeah, it's they're like, writing I'm not about going to see they're this. They're writing about the same. They're writing about the same shit. Yeah. Right. It's the For, same. Forced funny could could be grating. Right. And it's weird, like the the older I get and the more stressful I get, like the less need I have or the less use I have for just straight up comedy. That thing where it's just going for laughs the whole time. Like I feel like you have to trick me into laughing. Right. Well, that's so like we're all fans of Taika Taika Watiti. I don't say his name last name good. You nailed it. Uh, thank you. Um, you didn't nail it. But uh, <laughs> so like uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, which I think is either a runner up or uh, it's on somebody's list. Is a very dramatic story. Yeah. But when he f- puts those laughs in, when he's the priest at the funeral, it's fucking, you're dying. Yeah. And he's talking about all the delicious nummies. But that's, <laughs> your, but that's your biggest, that's your biggest, like, continuous laugh segment in the whole right. movie. So it's hard to, like, the comedy, the comedy is just changed. Like, like so. Deadpool could be considered a comedy, but like once again, we're talking about comic book movies. Yeah, like yeah, and also like um, I think it's just so much harder to do the joke after like uh, re- re- repetitious joke uh type of movie. Like um, like Scorsese's movie, I think all always have some funny like you know like um like Goodfellas is funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. But not yeah. it's not a comedy, but it's to Stasha's point because of the drama, the levity. Um, that it brings to the dramatic moments. Yeah, but like, like we're gonna talk about what what we do in the shadows a little later. Yeah, and that's a movie that is la- like laugh after laugh after laugh. But they're very good. I mean, and that's yeah. the thing, that's the thing. And it's also again, that's not a. I let you guys put that on your list, but it's not it's, it's not a studio comedy. You know what I mean? Right. And my point and is, and that's what I was thinking I on the to, way in, on the way in. Yeah, and my, my, the reason I make that point is I think with studio comedies, there's an expectation that it has to be everything to everyone. You know what I mean? Whereas right. we're like, what we do in the shadows is very niche. You know what I mean? Like it's very much tailored to the people who'd be into this thing, and. It's like it would never have been as big as something like Anchorman, but the expectations aren't there for that either. It's as funny as it can be for the audience that it's for. Whereas I feel like the movies not like those Daddy's Home movies are terrible. Mm-hmm. Like it's got like it's got like Mel Gibson and it's like but it's like it's trying to be like like you know a twenty five year old person knows who Mel Gibson is and an eighty five person knows who Mel Gibson is. So it's like having him in a comedy to like oh that's crazy. I mean like that's but like that's not funny it's just kind of like a lot of comedy now is like referential like it's like oh i noticed i know i recognize that that's supposed to be funny because mel gibson is this very serious actor you know what i mean but that's not actually funny i think big time studio comedies over the last few years uh, except for like the the few exceptions have been trying to be like um like everything to everyone and also like hollywood writers are so bad like Tapping into young people's shit, like yeah, exactly. trying to do meme shit in like like internet comedy, and it never translates well. But also like, to your point, six months behind, it's so far behind. Like comedy moves so fast on the internet, like right. like a meme will die in three days max. Yeah. Think, like well, that, Twitter kind of it changed every sort of comedy. You know what I mean? Like it changed stand up comedy. Like there's people still doing stand up comedy the way it was before Twitter. But the the majority of it is so autobiographical right now because like Twitter gets the joke so fast and they get done a million times. Yeah, and the same thing f- flows over to movies. It's just it's hard to put to put like that kind of jokes into movies because it's already been got to and run through. 
Yeah, it's like trying to trying to tap into the zeitgeist will make like it's like trying to be of the moment will make you stick out so bad. Like yeah. like you this comedy's I'm just gonna keep using Anchorman as a reference point. Like you know Anchorman as like a comedy of the two thousands, but the jokes don't necessarily feel like like this is a joke that they wrote in two thousand four. This is it feels like like this is where comedy was, but not like this is like I'm gonna reference the fact that the Super Bowl was this year and Madonna. Yeah, you know I mean like I feel like so much of comedy now is like um uh when they try to do it, they'll reference a meme in a movie or like even SNL that comes out. That's a live mm. show that yeah. it is, you know, the whole show's done in a week and they'll be like, I remember, um, I think it was last season or two seasons ago when like, remember there was that thing where Mike Pence had a fly on his head yeah, and they did that joke on the show. Like a week. it's like, this is so old. Mm, like yeah. nobody cares about it. It's also to your point about Twitter, Twitter almost always does it better. Yeah, you know I mean, like there's always yeah. like like they get to it so fast, but also like we we've run through every version of this joke, and someone had like at least five versions of this joke were like just better than anything like mm-hmm. the SNL writers would have came up with, or better than anything that would have been palatable for the SNL audience. You know what I mean? Yeah, I haven't watched SNL in a very long time, and I don't feel bad about it at all. And that <laughs> and that show used to generate the stars that would then you know, turn into these, like, powerhouses that could carry a movie. There's nobody that can carry a, a comedy it, yeah, was, anymore who I would go... That's a great point, because everyone who's, like, come out of the SNL in the last, I would say, the decade has struggled to translate it to um, movies. Kind of. Sudeikis, or, Sudeikis or had a little bit of a success is, early in uh, the decade, but um, Kristen Wiig has struggled other than Bridesmaids. Yeah. And she, and I think she's she's hilarious. Hater um, does well, but he's never been but, cast as the leading man exactly. in a movie. And, and he's, his best work, again, the earlier point, Barry. is TV. Yeah, Barry yeah. is incredible. And Barry's it's like because, again, I, I think like the financial... like. You don't have to. There's no like final financial expectation to like recoup a certain. But like obviously they want you to have people watching. But like, like for a, for a movie, it's like we spent eighty million. Like we spent forty million dollars on this movie, and we spent another forty million dollars marketing it. Like we need to make like a hundred right. million dollars. You know what I mean? Where with Barry, it's like um, sometimes a, a, I don't know what Barry does ratings wise because HBO doesn't like re- release their ratings the same way. But like. Sometimes you can have a loss leader. You know what I mean? Something that's like like uh Netflix does a lot of this, uh, where it's like this show doesn't get a lot of people watching, but or not Netflix, um Amazon and uh HBO do that where it's like a lot of people aren't watching this, but it's doing so well for us critically. Uh like it's bringing in Emmys, it's bringing in yeah, like 30 Rock was that for a while for NBC. Yeah. And it's like you don't have that with movies. There is like um, comedy, a, a big like a big time studio comedy is not winning an Oscar. Like it's not going to win no. Best Picture. So it's like you don't have the the critical acclaim that you can like put on a movie the way you can do it. Barry, Barry can like only have and I don't know again I don't know what the ratings, but like Barry can only have like you know one million people watching it a week, but. It's up for twelve Emmys, and it's like that's a big. That's you can put that on billboards. You can put and that on. They'll catch it on the back end. Yeah, they'll yeah. There's it, always a time the later on. Year, yeah, whereas where, like, once the movie hits, you know, streaming or is now being released straight to to streaming, how much money are you? How much money yeah, are you able to? That's another thing. After paying, there's no more like. Um, there used to be a big. They used to always talk about how like this movie kind of bombed in theaters, but like the DVD sales, like right. it, now it's a big. It's a big deal. Well, not like comedy, but like Shawshank is just a for instance. Like that did so much in rentals. Yeah, that's where because no one wanted to go see a, a three-hour movie in the theater about a guy in prison. Yeah, it <laughs> seemed like a bummer. 
Scott Pilgrim is one of those movies. Like Scott Pilgrim bombed at the theaters, and it—I mean, like they talk about like the merch well, that's sales. Very niche, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we kind of squeeze everything out of that conversation. Take so let's, that. Uh, take that conversation. But oh, actually, I just wanted to point out one last thing. Uh, with um, the other person, I think was like the king. Uh, one of the 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 pillars of 2000s comedy was Judd Apatow and this is his yeah. this is his post 2010 Judd Apatow he has Bridesmaids Bridesmaids 2011 which is like well, I he think was a, he was a producer he was uh, no I'm saying like, he yeah, directed he, it was what's no name? I'm saying I, as a, I mean most of his stuff was producing and he didn't direct most of those yeah I thought he did no most of the uh, like he like, directed uh, he directed funny people he directed um, he directed I'll show you 40 exactly year old virgin he directed 40 year old virgin knocked up Funny people, and this is forty. Yeah, in that, but like he also had um, Pineapple Express was big that decade. Walk right. Hard was like he he produced a lot of stuff that. Uh, but like since two thousand ten, he had Bridesmaids, which I think is like the signature comedy of the two thousand tens. Wanderlust, which I liked, but it wasn't great. I love this is fo- funny. This is, is forty. One, yeah, yeah. This is forty. Uh, five year engagement, train wreck, which was a big. I remember that was a big deal. That was supposed to be. Yeah, it was supposed wreck? to be like that was supposed to be that was supposed to be the thing that was going to take Schumer to the next level. Yeah, uh, even though she was pretty big as a stand up, but like that's supposed to take her. And then like like LeBron was in it, Hater was in it. Bill um, Hater was good in it. He was John very good. Cena. Um, Begin Again, I've never seen it. Uh, Pee Wee's Big Holiday, um, Pop Star, which is very funny. Yeah, yeah that movie yeah. did not he do directed well. That? No, he's a producer. producer. Oh, produced. Um, yeah. Popstar was very funny. Uh, I thought that... Um, I love Andy Samberg. But nobody wants to see it. He's so, so goddamn fucking funny. funny. And then he had The Big Sick, Juliet Naked, and King of Staten Island, which uh, didn't really even have a... Had a theatrical release, but it I was... I didn't even watch it. No, no it, it, it didn't have a theatrical release. That was right when COVID hit. King of Staten Island went to uh, VOD. With Pete Davidson. Yeah, but um, let's talk Let's talk our favorites of the... We're going to start five to one. We're going to count down to our number ones. We have some... Oh, we're starting with five? Yeah, so we have some overlap on our lists. Uh, so, Stash, you want to kick it off with your number five? Thor Ragnarok, as previously mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> so he really did panic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, it was the only, the only sequel that was on my list right in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Thor Ragnarok um, that's become like most people's favorite Marvel movie it's so fun like when you think about Thor dangling from that chain when he's talking to Shurter or whatever the devil yeah. is and he's spinning around he's like hold on come back around because that's the thing like they let like they let it be funny not forcing it kind of down your throat that's actually my favorite part of that movie is it really? like I wish and it does stay tonally like that for the rest of the movie in a, some ways, but like the like the actual like him talking to the camp, like talking to the audience. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of fun, and I wish he kind of kept that up a little bit longer. One of my favorite parts of the promotion of that movie was when he has a uh, he's a flatmate, and he's like going around his apartment, and he's showing him like, see this purple guy here? And he's like, that's Thanos. We don't know what he's up to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, but I feel like the com- like. I I I made a personal thing to keep um, Marvel movies and animated movies right, off I, I, my list, same, same. specifically to kind of hammer home the point that everything that's everything now. But like I think that's probably the biggest comedy of the last however many years. Uh, Thor Ragnarok in terms mm. of like a a very funny movie that almost everyone you know has seen. I think that's probably it. Like, but, but you would not think to like I didn't go to the theaters to see it, even though it was directed. 
you know, by Taika, like I, and I knew that it would have like its comedic, you know, highlights. But that's not your thing. You're not really. But it's a, a, but it's a, a Marvel movie. Guy. It's supposed to be a. So like your interest for me like would have to be in that kind of in that genre. But you don't, before you don't Taika really like... superseded Marvel for me on that one. Okay. Yeah, I was uh, I was in on Taika from um, uh, what we do in the shadows. Yeah, yeah, that made me a huge fan. Um, and then I went back and I watched Boy, which was his first movie. Very yeah. good. That's supposed to be one of my favorite. So good. That is just in I mean, general of all that time. Yeah, mirrors your movie. life almost. Yeah, in a, in a lot of ways, it's like a a, a Maori version of of my <laughs> young life. <laughs> I do love Korg in Thor Ragnarok. I mean, I like Thor Ragnarok. I, yes. I, I'm not as high on Thor Ragnarok as everyone else, but I like that movie and I love Korg, which is Taika Waititi. Uh, yeah. He's playing that character. But um, I don't know. Yeah, I just it's just weird that like that's what comedy is now. And right. that, 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 Taika's very funny. But I'm just saying like that. Comedies are Marvel movies. Marvel movies are everything. Uh, my bad. Hit the mic. Um, car, Marvel movies are everything right now. They, yeah. They're every genre. Because uh, they, they, they do that thing every time when they market a movie. Like, this is kind of a Western. This is kind of a right. conspiracy thriller. Do you, do you, you think know? that's why uh, that has a big something to do with why there's no studio comedies anymore? Because it's like, well, these Marvel movies are funny and they print money. So these are just our comedies now. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's what's happened to Hollywood is like you're either going to have a two million dollar movie or a two hundred million dollar. Like there's like that mid level, that mid budget movies kind of doesn't exist. And that's where comedy lives. Mm, like yeah. it, genre movies and comedy are all in that. It's like action and uh, like, you know, comic books and stuff. That's all the big budget shit. And then like the little budget, like, that's like, um, you know, the indies and like the kind of the stuff that wasn't going to make a lot of money in the first place. But like. Comedies usually will have a budget from like, like low, like five million to like forty million, depending on how like big the, the like you know like if Jim Carrey's in it, you know not now, but he was getting twenty million dollars a movie. Right. Um, like depending on how big the star is and how like, uh, how big the plot is, like in terms of like the settings and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, I think it, I think it is just like like this is let's just put will more you, laughs in the Marvel movies. Will you hear about some of the budgets that they have? So like. The new Lord of the Rings show that's coming out on Amazon. A billion dollars. A billion dollars. It's a hundred million dollars an episode. That's insane. That's that's so much goddamn money. And it's not I mean, I guess you're not gonna have to pay for it because it's gonna be with your prime. What show is that? Uh, the Lord, Lord of the, the Rings, Rings show TV on show. Amazon. So it's completely different from the movie. They're gonna tell different stories. It's like a million years before Oh, they're not doing the Cimmerillion though. No, but it's like it's it's supposed to take place way before the the movie. Okay. Like the movies, the well, uh, so there's books like you know the history of the world, yeah. from Tolkien's point of view, and it's called the Silmarillion, and it's like no, yeah, I know that. I'm just saying, yeah. like, it's not. I don't think it's supposed to be. The... No, what I read, what it's it's not going to be the Silmarillion because they couldn't like, yeah, no one knows who it is, and there has to be some tie into the Hobbit movies and Lord of the Rings. Otherwise, people would be like, who? What the fuck is happening here? Say Silmarillion again. Silmarillion. Now say it again. I like kept on price? putting a superfluous L in there. Now, was, I, was, was I was hoping he was going to say it different the second time. Did I say um, bad? Did no, I you, you nailed I was, it. Um, was that bad? Corey, what's your number five? Number five was That's My Boy with Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg. Sandberg. Uh, never heard of that. Yeah, it was just kind of like a, like a throwback to the Yeah, old, it, was, it, was, it was like... It, Sandler it was knocked not up his teacher a, when he was 13, and then he went away, but he was like a rock star for knocking up his teacher... And it's Susan Sarandon's daughter, who's like crazy hot. You and then Susan is? Sarandon's in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just good to see like Adam Sandler be kind of Adam I Sandler thought it was again. Funny, but it made me. I didn't like that they made uh, 
Sandberg such a the sim. heavy. Yeah, yeah I, I remember I you saying that yeah, after it we watched me. it because I wanted him to just be funny and he wasn't funny at all. You needed room for Sandler to do his thing in it. And again, it wasn't like it wasn't great, but it was just good to to see one of those like old school like Happy Madison flicks. Yeah, yeah. and I like that. I, I I didn't love that movie, but I liked the um, people. There was always that they were always saying that Sandberg was the new Sandler, right? Like, like he. I mean, he's very obviously influenced by him. Um, yeah, he would tell you himself, but also like he was f- filling that role within the show in a lot of ways. So I thought it was great that they put them together and like they they had the um, the forethought to be like, hey, like we should fucking do a movie about this. You know what I mean? Like, it's really yeah, we're the same. And I there's guess. a scene where the uh, <clears throat> where the uh, the actress I can't remember what her name is, where she's eating a fucking Western omelet upside down on the stripper's pole oh, and drinking yeah, yeah, a yeah, yeah, glass yeah, yeah. of orange juice, and it just it hit me in my like thirteen <laughs> year old self. It was incredible. Uh, what's your number five, Cowboy? Number five, I cheated. I think you're mad. I think this is one of the ones that Sash got mad at. Once upon a time in Hollywood, and I can explain. So I went and I saw it the day after my birthday with C Brown. We went. We got lunch. I got beers. He doesn't get beers anymore, <laughs> which is nice. Yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> which good. Is a good thing for you. Yeah, uh, but then we got stoned. And uh, the scene, I mean, I laughed throughout, but the scene at the end when he's killing the Manson family oh, man. and he's banging, so when funny. he throws that can at that woman's it's incredible. nose. It's so funny. It's so funny. I don't think funny. I've ever laughed harder in the theater. Dude, we were like one of seven people in the theater and we were obnoxious. So I was, we were losing I, it. I would agree. Like I was screaming when I saw like because, but it's. It's it's that movie is so well constructed in that way because it is so um it's all about tension building and it's so I mean it's a long and slow movie yeah. especially I mean especially when you're going in I didn't think it was slow. I was I was involved. I'm not saying slow in a bad way. I'm yeah. saying like it's paced very well but right. it's not like a slow burn is a better term slow burn. for it. Yeah. yeah, because especially by Tarantino standards because like he, like I think he's playing on the expectation that you think it's going to be like you know, Dude. Tarantino has been known to like his is a lot of action, a lot of stylized violence, a lot of like energy, and um, you don't get a lot of that for most of the movie. It's like it's like even like the Spawn Ranch scene. It's like you think it's gonna go there and it kind of dials yeah. it back yeah. a little bit. Like so, I think it's a, such a not only is it a payoff in terms of like now you're getting that violence, but it pays off so many moments that he set up earlier in the movie, like how well he trains the dog, right. the, the acid cigarette. Oh like, my. it's so well right. done. Like, it's well, like, yeah, so when he throws Bruce Lee I into was just the gonna fucking say, Lincoln, when he throws him into the car, is and one it's of my such favorite. a huge pop. Yeah. Uh, what, what's he say when he gets stoned? He goes, the train has left the station. <laughs> so good. Dude, my favorite, the, the, obviously throwing the, 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 um, the can of dog food, but when he goes to get the flamethrower, <sighs> it's because... He sets it up earlier yeah, when he, that yeah, scene when he's like, it's like, oh my god, fists of McCluskey. Yeah, yeah the fourteen. Did anybody? Did anybody order fried sour? <laughs> that was another time in the theater when you were losing Dude, your yeah. mind. It's so fucking funny. Yeah, it's it's so good, and it's like, um, I love it too because like it's so over the top. It's like like it's like Tarantino just like. Hey, I'm gonna go there. Like, I mean, like it's like people you hate how violent my movies are. Like, yeah, I'm gonna burn a woman alive with a fucking flamethrower yeah, because just, I can. It works because I'm the only guy who could get away with this. The way he freaks out, and people out, would love it. The way he freaks out when he's in the pool and she runs out through the glass and he goes, "Jesus!" Yeah. Christ. 
Uh, he's a, he's drinking a pitcher I love of that. margaritas. <laughs> what are you yelling at him? He goes, you get this rusted hunk of shit off my street. Yeah. yeah. I love when he's like uh, training with the um, the flamethrower and he's like, is there any way we can make this less hot? And he's like, uh, it's a flamethrower. Man. It's a flamethrower. <laughs> um, was there a zombie in here? I think a zombie walked in. Oh, um, great. I'm allergic to zombies. Um, <laughs> my number five is The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, you could make the argument it's not a... Co- but I think that that movie was very funny to me. Like, very it was funny. so funny. Um, like, um, them smoking crack together <laughs> is so funny. Um, that scene really made me want to smoke some crack. <laughs> yeah. One of many. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. You, no, you? I'm not, no, I've I, never I definitely, wanted to smoke. I never wanted to smoke crack, but yeah. I definitely wanted to do Quaaludes after that movie. Oh, that reminded me. Uh, uh, a friend of mine's mom, who is now dead, who offered me, or not who offered me, who was offering up her stories of when she used to do Quaaludes oh. back in the day, and I was like, oh yeah, those did sound good. <laughs> she was offering you stories to have to make your own. She said, "These are my stories about <laughs> Quaaludes." That scene when um, Leo is crawling back to the car, like crawling from the car into the house or crawling into the car from the house. Yeah, right. It's some of the best acting I've ever seen in my life. Like, he's, <laughs> it's so, like, he won the Oscar for um, The Revenant. Right. And I thought he should have won for Django. But uh, he could have also won the Oscar for that movie. He was so good. Like, or any other movie that he, a, a lot of the, other movies. Well, yeah. Did he win for The Aviator? He um, no, he didn't win for no, the he he never, only the Revenant. Yeah, yeah, because that was the one that was like his big win. Like it was like he had been they had Yeah, that's right. I forgot been about shut that. out for all these years. And like that's not the movie he should have won for. The like, Aviator's a great movie. So good. Um Stop for number four. Not funny though. Grand Budapest Hotel. Um we're gonna save that because that's my number two. So we're gonna save talk about that till then. But uh we're gonna what's your number four, Corey? Number four I had Arizona with Danny McBride. Uh, it it was just totally. It was like a comedy thriller horror where he just absolutely loses. Dude, I've never seen it. It was I think it was free on like Hulu, and they kind of pushed it big when it first came out. And this is like is it still on? It's not now. You got to buy it on Prime because I wanted to rewatch it before I came. Got but, it. But he's like a he's like a fucking psycho who's having a bad day. And it and it just continues to get worse. I don't want to give give it away because it it is really yeah. worth a watch. But he gets into that like eastbound and down, yeah. funny, but like in between like these manic breaks of being an absolute fucking psychopath. And there are parts where he's actually scary, and then he'll and then he'll just turn into full on Danny McBride. Uh, and I was looking at the list of of movies that came out in that in the decade and. And that came up, and I was like, "Oh shit, that was that was really, that was fun." Yeah, I was um, I was surprised to see that on your your list. One because I've never seen it, but also I was like, I was surprised that uh, well, yeah, because I was surprised that anyone was going to have a list, uh, a movie on their list that like none of us had seen. You know what mm. I mean? Like uh, you would expect. Just I I know what you guys think is funny. And I, I, that is very much in line with your um, sense of humor. Yeah. But it was just surprising because like I I kind of had an idea of like the pool of movies we were all going to pick from, and I just that was a left field pick. I want to I want to see it now. Yeah. It was it was it hit me out of out of like nowhere. You know yeah. where it was just like it was. 
it wasn't anything that I had heard of. And I was like, oh, shit, Danny McBride is the star of a movie. And, and you know, and it wasn't your highness. So I was willing to commit to it. So. I thought uh, Bone Tomahawk was going to be on your list. Oh, <laughs> shit. When they're that movie them. was great. Yo, Did that, you see that? Yeah. Horrifying. Yeah, that's that's a rough one. Yeah, it's not funny. I just thought it would be funny to say that. I love that. The cavalry's coming. <laughs> Bone Tomahawk. Cowboy. One that almost. Oh, yes, sir. What's oh. that? What happened? I was going to say, one that almost made my list was After Midnight with your boy Henry Zabrowski. Which, I've never seen it. Uh, I didn't put it on because it's more horror than comedy, but it's very funny. Right. Horror is also ripe for humor. Mm-hmm. You said Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Wes Anderson. Coming of age tale takes place in the, I believe, was it the 50s or the 60s? I believe it's the 50s. Um, I mean, it's not... It's not laugh out loud funny, but it's, you know. Well, that's why I didn't make my list. I love that movie. It's one of my, like, it's probably in my top 70. And that's not like a slight. Like, that's just like I have a lot of favorite movies. Wow. But um, he had the pass. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just never really took the time to think of 70 movies. It's my favorite Wes, but not the funniest. It's your favorite Wes? Yeah. My favorite is really? Grand Budapest. But. Um, oh, mine's Life Aquatic. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, and I love that too. But yeah, I was gonna say I didn't. It didn't make my list because it's not. It's nowhere as a comedy. It, it's not as. It's not as uh, right. Well, somebody. So I mean, we're gonna talk about Grand Budapest. Well, that was the thing. I was trying not to overlap. So that's what I'm saying. So fuck you guys. I'm sorry. No, I love that movie. It's just. <laughs> it's, it's not as like even like my one and two. I have it structured because I think one is a better comedy. But right. um, my number four is Knives Out. Um, you consider that a comedy? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's a great. I, I watched that, dude, for the second time the other day, and it was even better with a second. I think the the scene where Daniel Craig is doing the donut hole speech, like a so, donut hole within a donut, mm-hmm. like that shit kills me every time <laughs> I I've seen that movie like three times. Like it's so well done. Like it's it's. It's a it's a it's a hybrid. It's like a mystery yeah. comedy, like you know, like there's you know action comedy, yeah, Ryan Johnson horror comedy. So, did you like? Did you see Brick? I know that came out. That's my. That's one. Of, that's like yeah. a top twenty for me. Yeah. That's like that's, that's one of my favorite movie. movies. Like I like if someone's like in like there's certain movies I recommend to people that are like they just like movies, but they're not like super movie heads. You know, like um yeah. cinephiles. But like if you're a cinephile, like that's one of my number one recommendations. Like it's Brick. Brick. I yeah, love you that movie. So yeah, it's yeah. so good. It's great, dude. It's like Veronica Mars. Except uh, boy Veronica Mars. <laughs> Vernon. Vernon. <laughs> Vernon Mars. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we, we could talk Knives Out some more now, or you want to save it because that's... I mean, it's, it's it. I'm next, and it is my number three. So, so perfect. Yeah, talk about it. Yeah, so yes, that's number three is Knives Out. Um, yeah, I think it, it's one of my favorite movies of the last... What was that, 20... Is that 19? 2019, yeah. Um... Chris Evans is so great playing the prick. Yeah. He's so fantastic. And then when they have that uh the way they catch him with that phone call and she doesn't she doesn't throw up until she fucking pukes in his face. Yeah. Like perfect. Like that's just so fucking good. Yeah, it's it's like it's well it's so well written. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, I mean, the the jokes are well written. Um, and it's again another one of those movies where it's like it's not trying to be like of the time or like it's like it's. I mean, it's literally kind of being out of the time. Like it's like that's a yeah, that's such a throwback it, to a different like an Agatha, Agatha yeah, Christie throwback to uh to like that clue. Yeah. You know that goofy 
Yeah, like uh, Henry but, Perot, like that type of. Did you know that Clue when it came out that it had different endings, different endings in different yeah. theaters? Yeah. Oh, I didn't so know that. So you could go and see because, like, ah. if you watch it on TV, they give you all of the endings, but they would have you'd have to figure out like from the poster which ending you the, were going to. It's one of the oh, greatest marketing things ever because it's like it's so much like the game. Like, I mean, like there's so many different outcomes in, in a a Clue game. You yeah. Know what I mean? So it's like that was so cool. Clue was like you know, in England. Fun. It was called Cluedo. What? Nah. What's that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Really? Yeah, that's just what they call. It. Spell it. C L U E D O. Why? Because it was like a. Was there like a something already named Clue in 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 England? Well, that's what the game is called there also. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know you grew up in England. It's yeah, cool, man. You that's got great. great. I love the streets of Birmingham. <laughs> streets of Birmingham. Used to keep a little razor tucked into my hat. Oh, so that's can... right. You and uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, Ozzy Osbourne, he was a member of the our gang. Um Satan's tough boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, knives out uh knives out rules. Um Corey, you're number three. Number three, seven psychopaths. Uh big fan. Uh Christopher Walken, Sam Rockwell. Uh, I've never seen it. Oh, you've never seen it? That's another one that you haven't... Yeah. I, I thought that it was... He's like, all my movies you just haven't seen, huh? <laughs> I, we're friends. Yeah, I, I thought it... Because uh, it's been on, it's been on Netflix or whatever for a fucking while. Uh, and it's just... The guys that were in the movie like uh, made me want to see it. And I didn't know that it was going to be as funny to me as it was. Like, they kidnap dogs. They end up kidnapping Woody Harrelson's dog, who's a mobster. And then they all, it, it, it's... That's a really good movie. Uh, yo, that's a Martin McDonough. So he, um, he did Three Billboards. He did In Bruges, um, which is great. In Bruges is really good. Um, yeah, In Bruges, I've seen that. That's very funny. Um, I haven't seen Three Billboards because I hated the title. Yeah, I was not a fan you of it. You wanted it to be more billboards. I wanted it to just be like, you know, get on with it. <laughs> Stop adding words to this title. <laughs> Catch the bad person. Catch them. Um, <laughs> Come on, Francis McDormand. Uh, Get with the fucking program. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that was another one that kind of like looking at that list of movies that came out in that time period, and then I was like, oh shit, I really did enjoy yeah, this, and it was very super fun funny movie. to me. So tight. Cowboy number three. Number three, The World's End. My favorite director, Edgar Wright. I thought, and that movie got 2013, better. 2013, right? Yeah. And that movie got better with additional watches. Like, it was fun when I saw it. And then the more times I watched it and kind of saw what he was doing, because he always plants so many things in, like, all these, like, little, like, not hidden messages, but, like, these slights that he means to do. Like, I, I mean, you know how I feel about him, you know. Ant Man. <laughs> Still very upset No, I, I like The World's End a lot. It's, uh, it's definitely not my favorite. Um, Edgar Wright. Uh, I remember like liking it, and then like the third act, I didn't love. Right. Um, uh, I, I think I've only seen it twice. I got to rewatch it. But I, I thought it's some really funny shit. Like, I mean, uh, um, Simon Pegg is incredible in that movie. Like he's, he's and that's the thing though too. Simon Pegg is always really good, but he kind of needs Edgar Wright to write for him because like. I liked Paul, the one uh, where Seth Rogen is the voice of the alien. The alien, yeah. But it's just okay. Yeah, it's not. A, it's not a very good movie. And, um, and I, I mean, it, 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 yeah, they they work so well together. They have like a they have such a great rapport, and he understands how to write for him. Yeah. In a way that you know, 
uh, no one else is really tapped into. Uh, he's yeah, he's he's well, so I good think in he that. Co-wrote the script for Shaun of the Dead with Edgar. Wright. Yeah, they, they write a lot of shit together. Yeah. Like they, they, I mean, they're they're old they're old pals. So. No, I think that's but like when you know how to write for someone, because he's also playing like kind of a loser. Well, he's always playing, I guess. A bit yeah. Of a loser. Well, with the exception of Hot Fuzz. Uh, but even then, he's like he's sort of a, the loser in that movie. Like I mean, like he's not yeah, playing a loser, but like compared to the other, yeah, everyone else is characters. like looks at him as like you're, why are you such a stick in the mud, dude? Like yeah. he's not he's not like Hot the, Fuzz is one of the funniest movies. I love Hot Fuzz. Yeah, when um, they got the Andes, the two guys with the uh, the mustaches, yeah, and they're drinking the pint of Guinness, and he goes, "You have a mustache," because he's got the whatever the Guinness mustache, and he goes, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I love Edgar Wright. I love, uh, um, yeah, Roseanne is not my favorite, but I want to rewatch it. Like, I, I want to yeah. give it another shot. But yeah, I thought he was like so great up until like, like when it like the alien stuff really starts happening, or like uh, the, robot the robot stuff, yeah, robot stuff. It, yeah, it's like it doesn't work as well for me, but it's good. Um, my number three is Bridesmaids. I think uh, I rewatch Bridesmaids like once a year. I think it was just like. It's one of the few movies. I remember how hyped up Bridesmaids was in terms of like that was like a big deal. Like it was like a a female led comedy that made over a hundred million dollars, which was the f- you know, first time it ever happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like I, I think I think it it I think it's like a perfect movie. Like I think it's like um, it's like really succeeding on every way it wants to. Like it was some of the biggest laughs of uh, that time came like like. There's so many big scenes from that movie that are like that have stuck with uh, people from that movie. So I think it's a great movie. I liked it uh, when they're all shitting because they ate the dirty meat or whatever it was at the charcuterie, not charcuterie, the steakhouse. Churrascaria. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, nailed that's it. Funny. It's coming out of me like hot lava. I never saw it. That's uh, yeah, that's, that's, like, <laughs> that's where Melissa McCarthy, McCarthy like yeah. takes off. Um, Kristen Wiig's great. I mean, Kristen Wiig and Maya Rudolph are so great. Kristen Wiig is super talented. She's, she's so very, yeah. very funny. Yeah, she, she's one of the, I guess, one of the, like the, her Melissa McCarthy kind of the stars. Yeah, that, that carried right, they comedy kept, like, through the through that time period. You know, I remember it's somebody got be... mad at me because I liked that uh, Sandra Bullock uh, uh, one with Melissa McCarthy where they're cops in Boston. The Heat. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was. I thought that was pretty funny. And then somebody's yeah. like, did you really just say that? And I was like, well, fuck you, dude. Bride to has to be the second funniest uh, Paul Fake behind um, season one, episode eight of Mad Men when Betty shoots that shoots that bird out of the sky. That's so funny. That's one of the funniest moments. Um, yeah. Bridesmaids was like everything that Ghostbusters, uh, was it 2016, was not. Oof. That movie sucked. It's so bad. And it's, it's really, it really hurts because like, like it, it, it you don't it, want to get lumped in with the people that hate. Yeah, there were so many bad faith arguments yeah. about like how like women are not funny or whatever. It was like that is not the example. And I, I thought Kate McGinnis was basically very Pixels, but with yeah, yes. Ghostbusters. That movie sucked. Yeah, it. Pixels was awful. Uh, but it did have a big Pac Man in it, and I love. You gotta give it credit for that. Broad <laughs> CGI. But Guardians did that fighting. better. The big Pac Man Gar- thing. I would Guardians. Guardians. Too. Guardians. Uh, very very funny. Um. Stash your number two, or we yeah we're my two. number two we won't talk about yet because it's your number one and it is the nice guys yeah uh yeah we'll save that this year. <laughs> I knew <laughs> it <laughs> uh my number two is pop star Andy Samberg yeah and I forgot about that uh, so never I stop think, never stopping I think that's <laughs> such a fucking funny movie uh written or or 
a studio comedy that actually right. that actually worked. I, I don't know how it did in the box it, office. It didn't do well, but yeah. I think that's like the that was to me that's like the last big one. Like yeah, like everything big now budget. Yeah, it, it's like yeah, it's big budget. It's big concept. It's, like, All it's the comedy cameos, stars. Yeah, it, was, it I mean, needed that star power. You know, yeah. like you needed and got that star. It's power. so funny, dude. And it, and for me, it was one of those things that like. I saw it in theaters. I think I actually I might have seen it twice in theaters uh, with different with different groups of people because I I enjoyed it that much and it was just like that like kind of refreshing like that. Oh man, this is kind of what I've been. I didn't see it till it was on HBO and I was very Same. disappointed that I didn't. I saw it like a. Uh... Maybe like six months after it came out, yeah, because it was so big in the con in the yeah. concert scenes where he's like, Mona Lisa. <laughs> You're an overrated piece of <laughs> shit, and the music is fucking thumping in the yeah. theaters, and I was, I was cackling. Dude, that like that, uh, like the TMZ scene when they're like, peri peri like so, like how their oh, cups just keep getting, getting bigger. Yeah, straws. like oh my god. Oh no, when his turtle dies and oh. he has the funeral in the pool. Maximus. Yeah. Oh, and then and then he does the Viking funeral and hits the turtle with the with the flaming arrow, and then the DJ hits and everybody jumps into the fucking pool. <laughs> So many great scenes. Uh, plus, he had the whole Lonely Island crew in it. Yeah, he uh, he directed it. The same guy that directed MacGruber. I was trying to think of his name. Akiva. Yes. Ah, uh, so is, uh, so funny. Norm Macdonald might call him the two other guys. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of MacGruber, that is that just didn't make the cut. That came out two thousand ten. Yeah, that movie is so another funny. one of my favorites. Like, that would probably be my number one. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, no. <laughs> That'd probably be my number one if it weren't for the the cutoff. Cause yeah, that's why Boy's not on my list because it was 2010. Yeah, it's so so funny. Fucking um, Maya Rudolph's ghost on the on the. Uh, 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 I'm gonna <laughs> shoot. I'm gonna shoot. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> on her grave. Yep. <laughs> Cowboy, it's your number two. Uh, Midnight in Paris. We're not uh, going to talk about that because of the director. Moving on, no. Um, <laughs> Woody Allen did it. No, I like, I like, I liked Midnight in Paris a lot. Uh, but again, as, as a comedy, it's just not as you know what I mean. Great uh, movie. Yeah, I think it's a really, really good movie. It's just not. It's it's funny and like I mean. Woody Allen has some incredibly funny movies, like Bananas. If you've ever seen that before, I love I love his his early like. Uh, yeah. Play it against Sam, take the money and run. Like when it, was Would it, you consider Annie Hall to be a comedy? It's a romantic comedy. Right. But not in 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 like and not like how like action comedy can be really funny. I don't think Annie Hall's that funny. There's good jokes in it, but like it's it's definitely more romantic romantic than uh I don't know why I say romantic like that. Uh than than comedy. But right. um, like there's a scene in, I think it's play against him or taking money when he's like uh there's a marching band and he's got the um he's playing the giant cello and he's trying to keep up with the it's so funny <laughs> right, he's got a chair yeah and he's, he's trying to like he's putting the chair down and trying to play and he moves. that's one of the funniest things I've ever seen and it's nothing like that in Midnight in Paris uh, no you're right I I, I but there's certain like no, I it's like, funny it's charming it's, charm it, it's, it's likable it's a good Corey Stoll as Ernest Hemingway is so good and when he's telling the story he's like will you read my book and he's like no i won't read it because a writer should never read somebody else's uh stuff because if it's good i will hate it because it's good and if it's bad i will hate it because it's bad <laughs> <laughs> and that's a very real like creative person like don't tell me your fucking jokes i don't want to hear your i don't want to right tell yeah. it on stage right stop working bits on me yeah again good movie it's just like to me it never uh 
It didn't make me laugh out loud that many times. But it's Should it's I take funny. It off my list, Sean? No, no, no. I'm is, saying is there, it, it, everyone's it got their lists in uh, I mean, it. Yeah, for I didn't sure. write it down. Take it off your list. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for other reasons yeah, that even fewer would laugh Stosh. at. <laughs> um I'm loving the bandana stash. Um <laughs> Oh, that's why you called me chef. I thought yeah. it was because I look so much like Raekwon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I always forget. Um, <laughs> my number two is Grand Budapest Hotel. Uh, and I I love that movie just like top to bottom. Like uh, there's so many. Ray Fiennes is so funny in that movie. It's incredible. What's the line when he's like... Ah, uh, um, oh, fuck. I get it. The piano is making fun of him. And he goes, I sleep with all. My, he goes, I fuck all my friends or whatever. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember the guy. I go to bed with all my friends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah th- there's a great. The there's a great line in that movie that I'm not going to say because right, we don't right, want right. to use that right, right, word right. anymore. Right. But in the context of the movie, it's very funny. Um, uh, yeah, I think Ray Fiennes is just Ray Fiennes is just incredible in that movie. Um, Tony Revolori is good in that. Um, is that the kid? Yeah. Yeah, he's um, fantastic. Bill Murray's very funny in that. Uh, uh, in his little cameo, I was gonna say he's only in it for a split Will second. William Defoe on the motorcycle with he's the motorcycle incredible. goggles yeah. is, <laughs> Wait, is so good. Uh, <laughs> funny. Yeah, I just I think um, the only reason that's not my number one because I think my number one is is funnier than this. But um, yeah, I think it's just like it's, it's it was laugh out loud funny, and I think it's just a great movie. Like that's one of my favorite movies. Period. Like that's that's like that's in my top. Two thousand fifteen, right? Yeah, 2014. That was a that was a, that was a good year. We saw that in movies. Boston. Me, Fenoy, and Stosh went up. Oh yeah. And Fenoy goes, "I just want to find a movie that I could fall asleep in because he couldn't get any sleep because he was snoring." And uh, we went in, and we're I'm sitting next to Mike, and I was pumped because it was like it wasn't having a huge release. It was in Boston and New York or wherever yeah. it was. So he's I'm sitting next to Mike, and he goes, "Hey, this movie's actually pretty good, huh?" I was like. Why do you why yeah, it's great. Why do you need my approval? <laughs> I went to see that movie the first time I saw that movie, I saw it on acid and the person I saw it with like after the like the next day we're like, we gotta go see that movie again to know if it was actually good. Because ah. like like we liked it on acid, but like, is this actually a good movie? And you cried again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that scene when he's like in jail and he's serving them he's like gruel chumps. <laughs> 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 oh, so funny. Um and now we're going to get to number one. What's your number one, Stosh? Number ones. All right. I went with uh, Jojo Rabbit. It's about this little man with a tiny mustache who does some <laughs> hilarious things. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's, what's that fella's name? Uh, <laughs> Charlie Chaplin? Uh, <laughs> no, Jojo Rabbit. I thought, uh, what's it called? What's his name? Um, The Little Kid's like fantasy vision of Hitler uh-huh. that he's been fed through like being in the Hitler youth and brainwashed into believing in is so goddamn funny. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know what to expect from that when they were like showing the trait, like when they were showing the making of, I was like, yeah. this is going to be ridiculous. But then once again, because Tyke is such a good storyteller that I think that's kind of the thing. You put a good story together and then you could put in funny punches. Just tell a good story first. And then you can make it funny if that makes any yeah, sense. And yeah, and he's sure. he's so good at that. Like yeah. that's that's why like all of his movies are so successful. Uh especially like um I mean like Ragnarok is is gonna be successful probably anyway. But um like Humphrey Wilson Poop is like a really good story. Yeah. Boy is like a really good uh it's, it's the same theory that we talk about this a lot, just not on podcasts, but 
we we talked a million times about how like the reason Tenacious D and um, Flight of the Concords are great comedy bands is because they're always good musically yeah yeah before they start worrying about being funny being funny absolutely and he nails that taika nails that it's always a good movie before it's a funny movie i think i think uh that's a another strength of like wes anderson that's why I, that's one of the reasons why i love grand budapest so like i think that's a great story yeah. on its own and then there's really good laughs like on top of it like it's like but like there's the foundation yeah taika's got like a great foundation like uh, and a lot of like a lot of like he's came up in theater i think uh like in like um like like writing like small plays and stuff. I think that's like why he has such a good background in that. Like uh, he's he's one of the funniest guys on the planet. On the but, planet. But um, yeah. he's got like a good storytelling uh, base. Yeah, you, set, you set it up right, and the jokes fall into place. Yeah. And that's the new gold standard for for comedy because I think the people who are seeking that kind of movie now, like that's kind of what we like what you expect. Like you want you need the good story and you need. So like the dumbed down like straight for laugh stuff doesn't necessarily carry as well. Yeah, I think because I think part of that is like uh, why so much comedy is like niche now, but like also like like all the good comedies is like it's all based in character. Yep. Tiger does that be- as good as anyone. Wes mm. Anderson as well. Like all the great, really good. It's like it's not like a lot of the big broad comedies is like any of these characters can be saying any of these lines. Like I think the Marvel movies suffer from that a little bit where it's like everyone's funny in the sa- exact same way. Right. You know what I mean? I think um, I think James Gunn does a good job of like balancing out like Drax is not funny in the same way that Star-Lord is funny and Gamora is not funny in the same way that Rocket's funny. You know what I mean? Like it's all character based. Um, whereas I think a lot of the big like what they try to do for studio comedies they try to make everyone like hyper referential and like just being funny the way like anyone else could be and it's like it's not you don't connect with it the same way because it's like, where is this coming from? Like anybody can be mm-hmm. saying these, any of these lines, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, Agreed. But yeah, Tech is great. Um, I, I haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, honestly. I, that's the one, that's the one I haven't seen from him. It's good. Um, I liked it a lot. Very good. Yeah. Uh, what's your number one, Corey? Uh, my number one and your, and Cowboy's yeah. number one, if I'm not mistaken. Say it at the what same time. What we do in the shadows. In the shadows. try again. What, what we, we do, do in the shadows. Nailed yeah. it. Oh, beautiful. Oh, man. We're gonna, it, we're we gonna... went to see that in the theater together. Yeah. yeah. I went to go, I sought it out and went to go see it in, in New York. Yes. With, uh, with a friend of mine. And, uh, <laughs> well, now we're, she's, yeah, anyway. So we went to, <laughs> we went to fucking New York to go see it because. The deeper, darker criminal link here. Yeah. I don't know. I, it, it just looked so funny. We had all watched the tra- the trailer and I think sh- uh, yes. shared the trailer and like Facebook Messenger and it wasn't playing anywhere. So we go. So I went out to go see it and it was so fucking funny. And then you and Cal White and I went criteria- to go see yeah, it at, at Criterion. Criterion. The smallest theater over on the side. That's the best one to watch. Movies movies yeah. And especially Dude. for a movie like that yeah. where uh, to laugh in the but theaters. Here's another, what was interesting about that. When we went to go see it in that theater. No one was laughing the way me, Corey, and Scoot were. People were, there were people who, who audibly were like, <gasps> who gasped. When he kills the woman. And, and he, he bites into and her throat yeah. and goes, the blood. Shit. And there's and these old people behind us. Dude, we were losing our minds and people were like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think really they happening. knew it was, I don't think they knew what it, what it was. The, the rest of the people that were in the audience, I don't think they knew that it was supposed to be a comedy. They didn't, it, it, one they, of my yeah. favorite scenes is when, uh, he's holding up the dartboard and, uh, what's his name? Has the, uh, the arrow. Yeah. And he 
fires him and hits him in the leg, and he goes, ah, shit. But in the background, <laughs> it's what they're talking about is his is Viago's uh, uh, his past right. as, as, you know. He goes, I was bitten when I was 16 years old, and that is why I look like I am 16 I, years I, old. Yeah. <laughs> um, just one of my, that that's one of my top, Top ten movies easy. all time yeah. easy uh, favorite comedy. It, not even it, it's one of my favorite comedies all time. All yeah, time, yeah. just so just so funny, beginning to end. You know the thing about that movie is I actually like the show better than the movie. You know, really, crazy. I yeah. hate I. I don't I like the show. Do not like the show. I love the show. Uh, really, and I think I I'm a huge Matt Berry fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think I think he's like one of the funniest guys on the planet. Agreed. Like just straight yeah, yeah. up. Um, I I don't know I don't know what it is I I, I think uh, I like the show better. I, well, I, you I, see, I know that's you saw the movie. I saw the movie first, huh? Uh, and I, I I actually didn't expect to like the show at all. I was like, right. why are they do, like you know what I mean? I love the show. I think uh, I don't know. I, I I knew you guys would have that reaction, but <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I just I like the show better, and I I, I like the movie a lot, but yeah. it's not. I don't. I'm not as high on it as you guys are. But I, fi- I think I it's like a very the movie good movie. Was tighter, and the show. Well, it wasn't a, a mo- bit, it yeah. wasn't a mockumentary anymore. Yeah. By the time the show came out, it wasn't about it wasn't about what it what, what the movie you know that that was my that was my uh, yeah. I think I, that great shared experience you guys had is what put that movie like probably on a level that that maybe me or Sean can't. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe I mean I watched it at home, and you know, and I still la- that's still in my rotation of something to watch every couple of months. Yeah, when to, I found out refresh. that it was streaming on Prime, I was so fucking so happy. fucking yeah. funny. Yeah, I don't. Know. I just I I love the writing on the show. I think it's just so funny. I think it's good, but it, yeah, it's I don't okay. Know. I watch it. It's okay to be wrong, guys. It's okay to be no, wrong. No, no, we know. Um, you've been wrong what mm-hmm. four times in a row. <laughs> hey, let's talk about a movie that's better than that, Sean. Yeah, let's talk about the best movie of 2016, uh, <laughs> starring Stasha's, uh sexy boyfriend uh, Ryan Gosling mm-hmm. and uh, Russell Crowe and Gory Rice. Uh, Hannibal Burris has a great cameo in this movie. Yeah, the Nice Guys. So his big bumblebee. That scene is so funny when he's like, uh, "Just let, just let it go, man. Let, let, let go of the wheel." <laughs> this pollution is. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> this, <laughs> he says that they're not flying anymore yeah. because the pollution is killing. No, bees. my favorite line from that movie is when uh, she goes, "You use the Lord's name in vain." He goes, "No, I didn't, Janet." I said I, it with a purpose. I said it with a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, uh, I was just rewatched it before the. Uh, I just like just the writing is so particular. Like, like this, this little jokes that make me laugh. Like this, um, uh, when um. Uh, Russell uh, Holland March when they first meet and he's uh he comes to his house to beat him up and say like stop following Amelia and he's about to break his arm and he's he grabs his arm and he from that scene when he cuts his arm trying to break it to the place he's like you gotta you gotta cut on your arm he's like I'm dealing with an injury <laughs> like he everything he has to like correct it like his character is so like um he thinks he's so smart so everything is about like like I no, this is like a thing. It's not what you said it is. It's what I said it is. I just love shit like that. Uh, the scene in the elevator when they're headed up uh, in the hotel next to the airport, and he's and he's staring, standing there, and he goes, "Munich, uh, <laughs> guy with uh, with uh, one or with no testicles or whatever it is. <laughs> guy got his balls cut off. A Munich." <laughs> and, <laughs> and Russell Crowe goes, "Munich, uh, Munich's a city in Germany." Munchen. <laughs> uh, just so very funny movie. I love when they first meet and uh, and Gosling keeps going for the gun. 
Yeah. Like repeatedly going for the gun in the most pathetic ways possible. Yeah, that's a great scene because then it's a, a similar. There's a line before that when he before he gets the gun, when he um he asks him like uh so so who told you to follow Amelia and he he tells her and he's like uh he just gave up your he just gave up your client just like just that he like said it. he said uh, I didn't give her up he said uh, he said um he said I was revealing intimate details about <laughs> he's like no you gave her up you gave her up just <laughs> like that <laughs> um no yeah their dynamic is so good in that um. And Gory Rice, the the girl who plays uh, Gosling's daughter, that's the first thing I've ever seen her in, and she's just like incredible. She's yeah. so funny. Um, and then like these little jokes, like the fact that he has his daughter driving his car because he's just a, such a burnout. She's like she's like she's like fucking like twelve, and he just has her driving her around town to fucking driving him around town to be a private eye. Like right. There's and so now many. She's in Spider Man movies. Yeah. The crazy it, thing that like that drives home how good this movie is is like. Paul Thomas Anderson came out with a very similar movie to it at like the same time, Inherit and Inherit like Vice, blew yeah. it out of the water. Yeah, I yeah, and I like Inherit Vice, but this movie is just like it's one of my favorite movies. Period. Like I yeah, I love the Nice Guys so much. Uh, everyone's just like batting a thousand. It's um, it's it's great. Like Shane it's Black everybody is, at is their... in the theater. Yeah, I saw it in theater. Me uh, too. Yeah, I think we actually went to see it. Together yeah, the second time. Yeah, it. I love that. The, it was only not on my list because I, I didn't want to yeah. overlap. Yeah, like on too many movies. Yeah. It's so it's so fucking funny. And Ryan Gosling is so he. Who knew up until that point, you know, that he that, that he, he had that, that in funny. him. Yeah, and the same and the same with Russell Crowe. You know, Russell Crowe had had his lines like. Uh, I don't remember them. <laughs> but they were funny, like him walking around the the fucking sex party. Yeah, the sex party. Oh, when he's when he's asking him if he fell off the. Well, I guess it was more Ryan Gosling. Did yeah. you fall down the hill? Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, very good, very good cast, well directed, short. You know what I mean? Yeah, like short, the perfect and to length. The point. Yeah, it's like it's it gets a, like, and it doesn't. It's not trying to be like something like it's. It, the, all the, again, all the jokes are tied to the characters. Everything is about like it's. It all fuels the story rather than it being like like like. There's so many movies now. It's like this joke could have been in any movie, mm. and any character in any of those movies could have said it. Whereas like this is also like specific to the period and all that shit. It's so I, great period piece. That was another yeah. thing is that if it, it works on so many different levels. I love right. that scene when uh, Angoy Rice runs up to him. She's like, uh, uh, he says a, he said a joke to. Um, Gosling says a joke to Russell Crowe and she says but I'm, I'm giving you a rim job he's like rim shot rim shot it's a rim shot oh <laughs> uh, yeah it's one of my favorite movies period uh, I, I'm gonna finish I didn't get to see the whole thing when I was rewatching it before this but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish it when I get home it's a uh, there you go I special you I've never finished it but it's my favorite movie <laughs> I've ever seen before <laughs> special flick um that's that's all of our lists, right? We uh, yeah, that yeah. was my number one. I, I think we um, nailed it. Hey, I forgot these headphones were here. You were just you were just raw dogging it. These I was wondering uh, why I haven't worked wearing wearing my ears have been hot. Must have been interrupting you guys like crazy. No, you no, you're you good. Great, you weren't talking you, for a while. Yeah, lot of there's it. a there's a good you portion where you were like absolutely <laughs> silent. Uh, we'll we'll dub in some lines <laughs> later of you just. Uh, that was the joke. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, thank you guys for all coming to the festival this week. Thanks uh, for having me. Appreciate you. you got anything you guys want to plug? Any uh, uh, social media? Danny Boy thirty thirty on Twitter and Instagram. You guys don't want it. Freud Mayweather. F R E U D Mayweather. 
No, I'm pretty ashamed of everything <laughs> I got going on right now. So I'm just gonna keep it light. Um, yeah, that was uh, that was it. That, that was, was good. It. You Thanks, guys Sean. know where to follow me. Um, Lowbrow Sean on Instagram, Highbrow Sean on Twitter. Uh, I host a podcast. Nobody else, Sean. That's different than this one. Oh, uh, not as good though. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I would say that about my own show. Yeah, come on, man. Um, Give yourself some credit. Well, yeah, that's the that's the fucking episode. Shut up. Get out of here. Bing pa. Bing pa. Keep an eye out for my next movie, Sluts 2. <laughs> the re-slutting. <laughs>